Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Walters. And here we go, round two, hour two, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. The sugar-free Red Bulls kicked in. Let's rock and roll. Six-hour studios here at Armed American Radio Ranch in Jaja. Carry the cross. The crossbreed holsters. Mike fired up for you. X-Insurance presenting it all. Welcome into the program, ladies and gentlemen. Greg over in Dallas, Tejas. You ready for the second hour, brother? Uh, Yeah, here we are. Here we are again. Let's do this. Greg, please explain to people where to watch the show in high def. High def. I guess that's, you know, if, if I'm a guy that says... Ooh, do you have a high-def TV? I might be the guy that says it's going to be a Cat 5 storm. Yeah, probably. I don't like those people. I don't want to be those. You watch it in, You want to watch it on your screens in high definition, that's fine. Greg will tell you how to do that. As long as you are not driving, please don't be that person. And he will tell you how to participate in the chat should you wish to do so. Greg, take it away. Uh, sure, if you'd like to see a tired man that hasn't shaved in days in high-def, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of that website, you're going to see the menu icon. Just give it a click, and when you do, that window's going to open up. You'll see the Watch Live option, the Listen Live option, and the podcast link. If you want to support the show, we'll head on over to the shop, pick you something nice up over there. Uh, if you want to join our live chat, all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Greg caught me yawning there. Uh-oh. I had to unmute my mic. Welcome back in, guys. Unmute. Back. Let's go. Unmute. I'm unmuted. Let's go back over to the great Neil McCabe. We've got him for the hour. Neil, hey. welcome in, brother. So, Hold did on. you hear? Hold on, Mark. Hold on, uh, Mark. I don't know. One, you really did trick me with that Biden thing. I thought because I, um, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I just found out that a buddy of mine is, uh, he's not in the, he was in the service. He was in the Navy as a, as a military intelligence analyst. So he was enlisted. He wasn't an officer. He was an analyst. He's now he's now in Erbil, Iraq, as a as a contractor, and I just I just I didn't know it, and I've been I've been I used to work with his wife at OAN, and um, I you know after the show I'm actually going to have to t- call her and apologize that I didn't even realize that this whole time that her husband is was in Iraq, and I I should have said something I I just didn't know, and so my mind is with um, those Army Reserve soldiers who were killed. In Jordan, and I was in that theater in 2021, and so, you know, so it's like I'm I'm waiting for Biden. I was told that our commander in chief was going to make someone pay. on Sunday, and here it is Wednesday afternoon. When you told me the president was speaking, 
I was thinking, well, it's been three and a half days, but at least he's on the stick now. And then I get the chipmunks. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that is what he said. Let's give it a listen. Let's give it a listen. Maybe maybe that is what he said. I don't know. Here we go. Yeah, you don't say. I am Mr. Wadjo, 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 That could be. Yeah. He could be going there. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Greg, do you have the brewery clip? Let's just have some fun with that with Neil. Do you have that? Greg will pull that clip up when he gets a chance. Um, maybe we just need to put that thing on speed dial because right. it's just too good. But Second thing. Know, Hold on. I know you're the host, but I'm just going to hold on. You go, I, I, run with it. I'll put your picture up and I'll fall asleep. You take the hour. Go for it, Greg. Yeah, I, I, got, I got the stick. All right, hold on. <laughs> I just want to say hello to all uh, those knuckleheads in the, uh, in the uh, Armed American Radio Telegram chat group. And uh, that's basically where I like to hang out during the breaks and uh, – Sometimes sometimes I'm hanging out in the chat room during the breaks and I don't realize we're back on the air and then you ask me a question. But uh, they're great guys over there and I would encourage anyone who, uh, who follows the show, who wants to just be in the community to another degree. Um, they don't always talk about guns or gun rights and they don't always talk about the show, but it's, uh, it's great over there and uh, I just want to shout out to those kids. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, I have to keep my eyes off of the chat from time to time because some of the memes that come in are great, and some of them are not safe for work, which in my line of work means not safe for FCC. So while I appreciate it, I can't look at those because I don't want to make those slip-ups. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they are hilarious. Everything they post, everything no. they, there are some things they post that might cost you uh, your show. So whatever. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so I, I, I try not to go there, but that is what I enjoy about it. It is fun. Greg does have this clip. And I, I, I play this clip from, from Biden a few days ago with serious questions in mind for you after we hear this. This is important, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm not kidding here. While it's, it's, we joke about it, it is very serious business. Neil, I'm sure you've heard this, but Greg, go ahead and play this real quick. And by the way, used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this fire. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Neil. Whoa. This is the command. Yeah, right. This is the commander in chief. This is the guy that's looking at a camera at midnight, telling us the sun is shining. This was at a brewery just in Wisconsin, just three or four days ago. When these statements were made, depending on what day it is, I was. Where was it? Well, let's play this one more time, Greg, please. Earthrider Brewery. Yeah, Earthrider Brewery in uh, Superior, Wisconsin. And by the way, used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this fire. Oh, Earthrider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Neil. Yeah. Just let it rip. What did we hear? What are the implications of this? What are the ramifications of this? What does this mean for the upcoming election? And just from that one clip, I can make some inferences, but I want to hear your perspective because this is the guy that wants to take my guns. This is the guy that is telling me the economy is doing great. Now, I want to make this very clear, ladies and gentlemen. I, Greg asked me what I had for dinner last night. Uh, Mark, what did you have for dinner last night? Three steaks. I didn't eat all three. Myself, my daughter, and my wife. Those three steaks and a tri-tip, which was about three pounds, cost me $147 yesterday, Neil. Okay? When no, you- no. It is insane. 
when I so when what, I'm running when, when I'm running that, late night, go to Mc, when I have to drop fifteen twenty bucks at McDonald's, it's like what happened to the country I used to live in. So on a bigger picture, when you hear that type of gibberish, three days ago, from yeah. a man who's running the country that wants to take my guns, that believes that my half of the country, the half that doesn't think like he does, he hates me. And that's the guy who, what, are, what is the bigger picture here? What, is, what does that mean for the country? Well, I, 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 I hesitate before assigning to him any cognizance. I just, I just don't think he's making any of the decisions. I think they're just wheeling him out there. Uh, I imagine they've got him full, full of all sorts of uh, amphetamines or lucidity drugs or, you know, this, maybe the stuff they give kids who have uh, ADD. Uh, who knows, right? But, you know, frankly, if you told me that, uh, you know, President Trump was speaking in gibberish, I would vote for the guy again because I trusted his team and I trusted his agenda. The, the fact of the matter is that they're going to, you know, they're st- the Democrats are stuck with Biden. There's no way to get rid of him. He, he, he just, you just can't because the Jill and the people around Biden, there's too much money and too much power. And they will say and do and pay whatever has to be done to get the nomination. And then they're basically going to they're going for that binary choice. They want it to be a jump ball and they're willing to take their chances. And you see it with what's going on. You know, the, the, the number one and the number two Republicans in the House of Representatives, the speaker and the majority leader, the House of Representatives, Johnson speaker, Scalise is the majority leader, are both from Louisiana. And Biden just shut down a natural gas terminal in Louisiana. So that's not a message. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, he, he, we have an ATF director, right? The Senate Republicans confirmed the first ATF director to be confirmed in what? Ten years, right? Yeah. That guy is now, he's going after private sales. He's going after background checks. And once they get, of course, you know, when you come to background checks, you know, what, the thing that are, there's a lot of things that I don't believe background checks are uh, constitutional. I have a problem with it. It's like I, I could rant and rant and rant. And I have on this show, frankly, about background checks. One thing, if there was one thing I want people to know about background checks, once the gun purchases have to be approved by some bureaucrat, what's to stop the machine? What if they just say, All right. we're not hold, doing hold, any background checks this weekend? Hold, hold on to that, because when we come back from this break, I had a conversation with a very close friend of mine last night who was here at the ranch and he was asking his employees this question i'm going to ask you as gun owners you'll find it fascinating we'll be back Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. DanielDefense.com. Make sure to check them out. DanielDefense.com. And visit also the Double D Foundation.org and support that great cause 
of bringing up the kids in the youth shooting sports. I have emceed that banquet three years in its it, it, of its existence, and we've raised millions of dollars for that organization, and they are doing God's work. The double D, the letter D, foundation.org. And you can find links to that over at DanielDefense.com. Also, hey, all you discount tire folks in Alpharetta, have you got your goat guns yet? Goatguns.com. Start your builds. Start your new hobby. It's addictive. You'll love it. Goatguns.com. Use the promo code AAR. Get 10% off on your first purchase over there. Right off the cuff. Neil McCabe, welcome back in, my brother from another mother, the Sig Sauer Studios. Yes, sir. Mike Lit Up, X Insurance, bringing it all. I, have, I was actually working during the break, and I was going over some notes. I was taking some notes when you chat, which I often do. But I want you to finish your thought on background checks before I ask you about something you said about Biden. And then before I go to a philosophical question that yeah. a buddy of mine was asking his employees yesterday, because I want to apply it to gun owners and really can't wait to get your response. But go back to background checks first, please, and finish your so, thought. So putting everything aside about background checks is one thing people have to realize. And I thought about this because, uh, you know, I'm in the Army Reserve and there was one Army Reserve drill weekend that we were supposed to go to the range. And we basically, before we let, but like the Thursday before drill, we were told, no, we're not going to the range this weekend because this weekend is Mother's Day. And the general does not like the idea of people going to the range and firing guns on Mother's Day. What? And I was like, okay, whatever, right? <clears throat> He's got his reasons. He's in charge, whatever. But it, it, it put my mind to thinking that if I controlled this background check machine, right, this big back computer in the basement of the FBI somewhere, right, what if I shut it off for a few days? What if I decided no guns, no, no background checks on Mother's Day, no background checks on uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's? We just don't think it's appropriate. No background, no background checks uh, between Halloween and Thanksgiving, whatever, right? Who, who stops them? Who, like, who? We're not in charge, right? The president, it's like they just do it, right? Congress can't, nobody can stop him. And, uh, you know, it's once you have the ability to throw that switch, then then you control everything. And uh, that's probably the number one problem I have with background checks is because it, it just, it, it puts people in charge of the machine who are never elected by anybody. You don't know their names. You don't know anything about them. And plus, of course, right? No terrorist is no terrorist is walking in to Harry's gun store and, and filling out a background check. You know, it's like you know, no no gangbanger, right? Who's dealing meth on the street corner is walking into a gun store. First of all, they're not buying their guns at a gun store anyway, or a gun. At a gun no one's showing up at a gun show. But it's like you know. Anyway, that's that. That was my rant, Mark. Thank you, sir. Well, doing those, uh, doing that meth there at Portland, Oregon. You're tuned in. That that he's probably doing the meth in Portland because it's legal in Oregon. I just wanted to throw that in there. How's that working out for you, Oregon? Yeah, not too well. Neil, you're right about that, and it is a very scary proposition. But there are bureaucrats that would do that. And frankly, I'm surprised that hasn't, I don't know, you know, we've had problems with the back, background check system before in the past. I don't know if that's why it happened. It's been questionable in the past, but it is certainly a reason why they want to amass 
the information that we already know they have. We already know. We've caught them with over a billion records that they're not supposed to have. And it's for that very reason, ladies and gentlemen, that we're so cautious and protective of our rights and freedoms, particularly when it comes to the Second Amendment. It's why we do this. Let's go to Biden real quick. You said the Democrats were stuck with Biden. I still don't believe he's going to be on the ticket. Am I wrong? He has to be on the ticket because there's no way to procedurally, like, what are you going to do? He's, he's going to win all the primaries. There's nobody, there's this guy, this congressman is running against him. That's not even serious. And he controls the national, you know, the, the Democratic National Committee is all people he, you know, he supported. And it's like, you know, the, we, the, Demo- the people who are members of the Democratic National Committee, just like when, you know, when the Democrats in the White House, just like the when the Republicans in the White House and the Republican National Committee. Right. All these guys do all day is call the White House switchboard and ask for tours and ask for favors and ask for their nephew to get into West Point And, you know, they get put on boards and commissions and whatever. Like the, the Democratic National Committee is not going to oust Biden. There's just there's just too many favors. And who's going to who are they going to put in his place? What you if know? it's beyond There's their some... control? What if it's beyond their control? Why? That's that's why I asked the question. What if it's beyond their control? What if there is a oh, the dementia gets so bad he simply can't be put in public. He cannot no function. There's there is no way they will prop him up. All right. What Even if he if dies? Have to hide him behind a curtain. What if he dies? Well, listen. Well, who's listen, going to be on the ticket forbid, if he dies? Right? We, what well, what if that happens? Obviously, may the Lord have mercy on his soul, and nobody's nobody's wishing for that. But were something unfortunate like that to happen, we got President Harris, mm-hmm. and you'll basically have uh, maybe Newsom as vice president. And what would be interesting with President Harris is that she also would be the nominee because she would have the same power that the president has now and her people. But her sister, Maya, is married to Tony West, and Tony West is best friends with Eric Holder. And Eric Holder, when he was attorney general of the United States, told everybody, I am Barack Obama's wingman. And so the dirty secret, anybody ever wondered why Kamala Harris is somehow the vice president of the United States? How did she even become a senator? It's because her sister is plugged in to sort of the Obama, sort of the Obama command and control center. And so, you know, she would be in there and basically, you know, Obama would get a fourth term and he'd probably have more control over Harris than he has over Biden. Hmm. I don't like what I'm hearing from Neil McCabe. I'm well, going to stick you know, to my then, guns on. I'm going to stick problem, to my guns on my prediction. No, no. We'll see and I happens. get it. And I get it. But remember... Like I said on the on the mothership show, right? There's the the classic way that a, an incumbent gets reelected is that you feed the base, you you fill out, you, you you keep as many as your campaign promises as you can, and you give the base and your supporters as much as you possibly can, as quickly as you possibly center. can, and then you take your opponent's ideas and repackage them as as, as your own. There are some factions in Biden world that are trying to do that now with the border. And then Biden will sign a bill and he'll say, I have fixed the border, just like Clinton signed welfare reform. Right. Mm -hmm. And so can Biden make the pivot 
quick enough. The problem that Biden runs into is that there are factions in the Biden who are the factions in Biden world. They're playing smash and grab. And they're trying to push the left wing agenda like we're seeing them go after guns with the background check rule that's coming down. Hold on to that thought. We come back. We've got Neil for two more segments and I've got a big question for him. Can't wait to get the answer. We'll be right back. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, DefenderCoffee.com. I start every day with it. So does Neil McCabe. Our guest starts his days, I think, with the Liberty Roast. Same thing I drink here at the ranch. DefenderCoffee.com. And when you drink Defender Coffee, you support the Second Amendment. With every sip, a portion of the profits from our bags of coffee goes directly to the Second Amendment Foundation as a big donation at the end of the year. You can do the same thing. Bet you didn't know that was possible. Drink coffee, support my gun rights. Yep. DefenderCoffee.com. A no-brainer win-win all the way around. Welcome back to the ranch. Six-hour studios. Crossbreed Holsters Mike. X-Insurance presenting it all. Make sure to visit all of our partners, please, at Armed American Radio. Dot com. We're wrapping up this day with Neil McCabe. We have two more segments. Neil, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I had a conversation with a, a very close friend of mine last night, and he works for Delta. He's way high up there in Delta, and he was motivating some employees. And he said, I asked my employees this question. Imagine if you weren't here. These are the crews that keep the airplanes flying, that are in charge of the engines, Okay of every single aircraft in Delta fleet. And my buddy commands them. And he said, I want you to imagine what would happen if you weren't here, what chaos would ensue. And I got to thinking when we were talking about that, I said, you know, that's a fascinating question. I want to pose that to my listeners in terms of guns. So listeners, I want to ask you this question as well. I'm asking you and Neil, and I would get Neil's responses to guess. But Neil, imagine, ladies and gentlemen, what this country would look like if you, as a lawfully armed American, were not here. Let's just say there's 120 million gun owners in this country. What would this country look like if you weren't here? If that 120 million people who are firearms owners were not here. Neil, try to take that one on. I found that fascinating, and I concocted a number of crazy ideas in my head. But what would this nation look like? No, it's uh, it, it's scary. Because uh, think about just just think of all of the crime that gun owners prevent just because not so much that uh, people know that they're carrying or not, but there are certain communities and there are certain neighborhoods that have reputations for being armed. And like I'm thinking about, uh, say, Kennesaw, Georgia, right, mm-hmm. where the municipal ordinance says everyone must have a gun. And, you know, nobody ever enforces it. But that's like a message to people, you know. And I think that uh, there's a lot of crimes that get that get prevented that would happen, even like in my beloved Washington, D.C., and there's a lot of people who carry guns, probably aren't supposed to, but 
all of a sudden shootings that were prevented, robberies that were prevented, carjackings that were prevented, all of a sudden would start hitting the books. It, um, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this at all, Mark, but sometimes in uh, Catholic school districts, one day a year, all the, ca- the Catholic schools will close and they send all the Catholic school kids to the public schools. They just show up one day, right? Mm-hmm. And the message to the public schools is, why don't you back off and stop terrorizing us and stop harassing us and tell your unions to leave us alone because you can't afford all these kids that we take off your budget, right? Because the public schools collect all the money for the kids, but they don't have to spend it on the kids because they go to Catholic schools. And so it's our, or um, Norfolk, Virginia, this is like 30, 40 years ago, Norfolk, Virginia was very upset at the, at the Navy and the sailors and the people, local people were saying, why don't we just get the Navy out of here? And one payday, they paid all the sailors in silver dollars. And all of a sudden, all the stores and the restaurants and landlords and gas stations were hit with all these silver dollars that came from the sailors. And they realized, oh, wait a minute. This is a pretty big chunk of our economy. And so... If, if there was a strike, let's say if gun owners say pulled a strike and just didn't show up, um, I don't know. I mean, people see things all the time. And, you know, it's uh, there are times in your life where you have the opportunity to save your life or save someone else's because you're armed. And if that doesn't happen, it's like, you know. I, I, I just I think all it would show up in the crime statistics. It would have to, right? Well, it certainly would, and, and I would I want to take it a little bit deeper. All right, uh, let's go back to the Delta issue. Imagine if those people weren't there. I would feel safe telling you that it would likely be utter chaos that ensued. At the planes would fall out of the sky, people would be killed, the airline would cease to exist. At some point, that's what would happen. Now, let's go there. Let's let's talk about politically, not just from a criminal standpoint, but the chaos that would ensue. Because, it, ladies and gentlemen, if you were not here, imagine what the government would be able to do. Oh, they hey, I'll tell you one thing. Do, well, they would do it because they could, Neil. This is, a, this is the bigger picture here, right? Well, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just cut it just a little smaller from that bigger picture. What... The Republican Party that ignores them every every time, right? So you know, ATF is about to push this new background check on private sales. The Republicans will do nothing to stop it. What if gun owners who have been providing the Republican Party with millions of votes across the country, what if they just said, "You know what? We're done. We're sorry. We're tired of it," and uh, you know, you're on your own. You're on your own. And uh, I think people would get the message. But I guess what you're saying is what would police, you know, a lot of times these political police chiefs will say, yeah, we don't want guns. We don't want guns in the streets, illegal, not legal, whatever. I bet you there's a lot of police officers who are glad there are people in, say, your town that are armed. Oh, sure. Because they know that there are certain streets that they don't have to worry about. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know a guy. 
I know a guy. I know a guy who was t- worked for the Trump administration, and his family was threatened by Antifa, and they showed up at the house. He was working in Washington D.C. He didn't move his family. Antifa doxed him. They found out where his family lived, and every day they would they were started doing daily protests through the night in front of the guy's house, and. President Trump found out about it and President Trump arranged for this guy to move to a specific neighborhood. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you what neighborhood, but it was a specific neighborhood in the country. And my, my, my friend happens to be a very devout Catholic and um, it happens to be a community with a very strong Knights of Columbus. And this particular Knights of Columbus council is full of gun owners. And this guy moved into a na- and then basically, these these Trump basically told these guys that the, I don't know how he was connected to him or how he worked this out, but basically, the local Knights of Columbus were told, "Watch after this guy, will you please?" And his family, and he continues to live in that neighborhood today. <laughs> and yeah. you know that's possible. That and that, I I'm telling you one story that I know, but you know stories like that. Everyone listening knows stories like that. And, uh, you know, I, I've even said it before that, uh, you know, um, I, you know, I, I was, I signed off of Armed American Radio one night. Some guy came out to the house. I, I had an apartment in the basement of, uh, of this house. I'd been living there for about, it was a basement apartment. I'd been living there for about 10 years. Some guy, uh, <laughs> some guy came up to the house. I signed off from Armed American Radio. Some guy fired shots into three cars in the driveway. Put a bullet through the front door. And uh, who knows what else he hit, right? And then he was you don't, gone. You don't live there anymore, though, do you? I don't live there anymore, friend. That's a beautiful like, thing. Wait, hey, we're, we're taking a break. stuck around, we, it would have been guns blazing. When we come back, I've got a couple other issues I want to talk about, not the least of which is Sotomayor. Some fascinating comments from a sitting SCOTUS justice. We'll be right back. segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment of the show upon us flies right by every single day. you got to buckle in, especially when Neil McCabe is here. Neil, welcome back to the Six Hour Studios, brother. we got you on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike X Insurance is presenting all of it and all of our great partners. You know most of them. Of course, you've been working with us for many, many years. And we thank you for the time that you give us on this program. It, it, I know oh, it's great. Day is. It's, it is always fun. It's, to have you. Uh, and uh, I, 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 uh, I, 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 I talked to those crossbreed guys. I've seen them at uh, shot show. And uh, last time I was there and, you know, it's uh, I, 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 I love the, I love hearing the ads and I love, uh, you know, and I love uh, just the soul, the whole rhythm of the show. And, you know, I, I'm never sure. I, I, by this time, I should know when your breaks are, but it's better that I don't know. But it's like I'm looking down. And I'm it like, makes it fun. You, know, you, sit, you, you make me you have know, to like work you, a little bit. But it's like your thing. It's like you said, uh, okay, well, we got two more segments. I'm like, two more segments? What, this thing is almost over? What, what happened? I just got here. 
You know, it's fun. Whenever I bring somebody on the show that hasn't been on before, they just can't believe how fast the time flies. It, it just it, it whips right by. So, Neil, the I, I think yeah. you and I are in agreement in that previous conversation that utter chaos would would ensue in the United States if we did not exist. Right. Politically, economically, it would be it would be basically a free for all crime would be through the roof. The numbers, as you said, okay. would be reported. Would numbers would hit the books. And who would be, you know, who would be those marksmen in the military? Because, frankly, you know, the best, the, I mean, the best shooters are the ones, you know, who grew up with guns. And, you know, they, they, they understand the, uh, I don't know, they understand the bends of the bullet, right? Like bullets, like everyone knows this, right? But bullets don't, aren't, don't go straight, right? <laughs> There's like a, like an arc to them, and there's uh, there's wind, and there's other things going on. Well, you know that if you grew up shooting, right? Mm-hmm. And these are and these are the guys, you know, these are the guys, guys who grew up with uh, guns and hunting and stuff like that. These are the kids who become rangers. These are the kids who became become Navy SEALs. These are the guys who become police officers. These are the guys who become police snipers. Right? It's like the whole. The whole thing. And all of these people are treated like garbage by uh, by the political establishment and all the all the fancy people who run this place. Let me um, let me switch gears with you. because You're spot on. Let's let's switch gears with the time that we have left. I want to go to Sotomayor. Uh, There's a really disturbing piece in The New York Post today about Supreme, Co- uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. So you know where I'm going with this. I'm glad you saw that. I she's tired. That. She said she's tired. But let's let's take a deeper dive and let's go down this hole. Because I'm going to quote from the New York Post now. One of the three justices appointed by Democrats to the nine-member panel, Sotomayor often finds herself in the minority on hot-button cases, such as abortion, guns, and affirmative action. She alluded to those conservative victories during her discussion with UC Berkeley law dean Erwin Kamarinsky. And she says, I live in frustration. Every loss truly traumatizes me in my stomach and in my heart, she admitted per the report. But I have to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. To be almost 70 years old, this isn't what I expected. But it is still work that is all consuming, <laughs> and I understand the impact the court has on people and on the country and sometimes the world, and so it's what keeps me going. First of all, this sounds like an activist on the bench, obviously. So if there's ever been a question that she's impartial, you've got your answer now. She considers these losses and victories because she takes them personally, because she is poor, she is not... Uh, what's, the, what's the word that I'm looking for? She is she's not an honest broker. Very good. Thank you. She is clearly biased. And it is obvious from those statements that she cannot put her personal biases aside when she renders a decision. It's impossible to say that she can when she views these as personal losses. I lost based on my decision. This is activism. Ah. Explain that to me, please. Yeah, when she, she says... This isn't what I expected. Well, <laughs> what did you expect? There's a, of, there's a lot of people who didn't expect her on the Supreme Court. That's for sure. Certainly nobody went to school with her. Um, yeah, she she was um, 
when she was in the appellate court, she was overturned by the Supreme Court on a gun case because mm-hmm. she ruled against the Second Amendment. So I did this before on the mothership. Uh, I think it was two two weeks ago, but I'll do it again for your listening pleasure, Mac. Uh, these are the ages of the Supreme Court justices. There are nine of them. Thomas, 75, Alito, 73, Sotomayor, 69, Robert, 68, he's the Chief Justice, Kagan, 63, Kavanaugh, 58, Gorsuch, 56, Jackson, 53. Now, what's key here is that in the next four years, you could see if if Biden is reelected, I guarantee you, dollars to donuts, that Sotomayor hangs it up and basically gives Biden a chance to fill another, to fill a seat because even though these guys have a tenure for life, you are expected at some point to retire when your party has the white house so that your party can retain that seat. Now, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for her own personal reasons didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it cost them deeply. And there was a massive a massive pressure campaign to get Ruth Bader Ginsburg to quit. And frankly, it just made her more obstinate, I believe. And frankly, I believe that what happened is after her husband died and uh, Scalia died, Scalia was her best friend on the court. She had nothing else to do. And basically the only people she knew or hang out with was basically the justices and her, and her clerks. And so that was her life. So what was she supposed to do? Knit in an apartment somewhere? She said, figured out, I'll just keep doing this. Um, Sotomayor is, has, I've always heard that she's in poor health, but Obama put her on the court to be a stooge. The one to really look for is Kagan. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens to Roberts where he decides to check out, uh, say, you know, in a Biden second term and they put the screws to Roberts. I wouldn't be surprised if Kagan was uh, made the next chief justice and, uh, you know, because she actually is the one that Obama put on the court to be sort of like the whip in charge. But, you know, this thing goes quick. This yeah, thing goes you know, quick. It, you know, this Thomas is, 75, let, Alito 73. I mean, you know, you go down two justices. That's that's basically what happened under Trump. I mean, Trump, it's amazing. Trump picked up three justices in a four year term. And if he and if Trump uh, if Trump is returns to the White House, which I fully expect, I would expect both Alito and Thomas to hang it to up. Retire. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. It's a great place to end it. I, I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, the comments from Sotomayor in this New York Post piece are concerning for a number of different reasons. But those comments are why when it comes to a gun rights case, you can take it to the bank that it's going to fall along ideological lines. You are not going to get a fair shake from them ever. And these comments from Sotomayor prove us right. Neil McCabe, thank you for everything. Make sure to check out redstate.com, redstate.com for everything Neil McCabe. We appreciate you, Neil, and everything that you do for the show over all these years. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get up and do this again tomorrow precisely because they don't want me to do it, which is why we're going to do it. So until we meet on the radio tomorrow, carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self-respecting caveman would ever be caught outside his cave without his club. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow.
just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 